When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. You're listening to Causeway Street. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy Terry here. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe, Sway, Joel, and Sean. Looks like Russell Westbrook ruined your uh, prediction there, Sean. Sean almost got it right for the first time. What? You predicted you predicted the Celtics would, would sweep their schedule last uh, week, yeah. and if it wasn't for Russell Westbrook's 45-point performance at the Garden on Friday, which is one of the better performances I've seen from a road team at TD Garden. You mean 45-point triple double? Triple right? double. Excuse me. How could I leave that out? You're you get right. so used to Russell Westbrook right. getting triple doubles, they forget to and mention. It's just that. like an everyday thing now. You know, if you take that performance out of the way, you would have been right for the first time. Nailed it. After four straight weeks, it feels like, of you <laughs> predicting the Southern's going to sweep their uh, schedule, it's, they, came, they came one game short. The probability. I'm playing the probability game. Welcome into the Causeway Street Podcast, the post-Christmas edition with, of course, three favorite hosts, Josue Pavone, Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. Guys, how was your Woo. Christmas? How was Christmas? Wonderful. I had a great time. Santa was good to me. Was Santa good to you guys? Oh, Santa hooked me up this year. I want to get me all kind of things. I don't want to get into me and Santa's relationship. All right. Well, y'all got oh. beef. Yeah, we got beef. Y'all got beef. What we happened? got beef. Ah, just say Mrs. Claus. <laughs> he caught you. Did you do something. Ah, something Mrs. Claus. Should you put you on the naughty list? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sean's like, I don't want to get into it. Like I said, <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> well, we'll get into the Celtics win over the Knicks on Christmas Day for the first time in what four years we saw the Celtics play on Christmas. And they got a win at Madison Square Garden. We'll break down that game. We'll also ask for what feels like the third time this season. Is this a turning point for the Celtics now that they've uh, sort of got the ball rolling here? They, uh, they're winners of uh, four of their last five. The starting unit is now 12-4 and four win 
their entire five is healthy. So the starting things are starting to look good for the Celtics as they uh, try to separate themselves from the rest of the Eastern Conference. Five of six and solidify that third uh, that that third seed. We What's that? Five of six. Five of six. Excuse me. What did I say? Four or five? Don't try to cheap them out of a win, man. I know. I know. You're right. My bad. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. Stab boy. Either way, they they got. Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> you know I'm terrible with stats. Either way, they're they're uh, winning games, and they've only. If it, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for that Oklahoma City Thunder game, it, things would look a lot better. But well, things are still still looking up yep. for the Celtics right now. We'll also look ahead to this week's schedule, Sean. That's your. That's your cue. Go is ahead. That, is that my thing? That's your cue. Oh, nice. We'll get into that. Ooh. And we'll also wrap things up like we always do with Joel's in case you missed it. But first things first, this episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. Head over to blueapron.com slash causeway to sign up for three free meals, including free shipping. It doesn't cost you a thing, guys. That's blueapron.com slash causeway. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So the Celtics, like I said, got things rolling throughout the week. They drop one to the Oklahoma City Thunder, but then they come Christmas Day into uh, an environment, of course, like Madison Square Garden, where you know th- those guys are always looking for wins left and right. But the Celtics held their own against the Knicks. They sort of gave away a sizable lead in that fourth quarter, but they oh. came back and, and won it. You know that's the most important thing. We had guys in scoring double digits. We had big defensive stops. I mean, this is the kind of Celtics basketball that we've become accustomed to seeing last season, but we haven't seen it on a consistent level this year. But either way, as they say, a win's a win. Guys, what are your takeaways from uh, from that game on uh, Christmas Day? I got a few things I took away from Christmas Day. First off, it, that that's Celtics back on Christmas Day was awesome, dude. I, I that that's all I got to say it? about that. It, I it, love that, it, and I love that they were first, like, yes. the first game. I don't have to wait because you know the second game was awesome too to watch. Yeah, but of course that was the best one. Obviously, you're watching basketball on Christmas Day, but it makes it a little bit better to have the Celtics on there, yeah. make it personal. But so two things I two things I take away from that Knicks game. First off, Avery Bradley is a playmaker. He is leading that backcourt now with the defensive efforts. And that that play against Carmelo, Carmelo has this distinct size advantage on him. That was one of the biggest plays of the year. Because if you if you if if Carmelo's able to get a get an open look there, I mean, we're we're talking about the Celtics blowing another lead, mm-hmm. right? He didn't, he didn't even get his shot off. That's right. how that's yeah. how great that play was. Well, Carmelo always does that low dribble, and yeah. I feel like Avery Bradley was just waiting for he, it. Like, exactly. come on, come on, do your signature move, do it, do it. And he just pounced on that ball. That was, yep. oh, man, that was a hell of a play. Yeah. And and you know what? I called out Avery Bradley last podcast for his yeah, lack of big-time defensive plays. Yep, you did. And then this week, he shut down Mike Connolly in Memphis. Wasn't really tasked with doing anything against – oh, he also had a big defensive play against Paul George, mm-hmm. against Indiana. And then he comes on Christmas Day and does have big a huge defensive play against Carmelo Anthony. So – Avery Bradley, I know you're a big listener of the Causeway Street Podcast. Huge listener. You got it. Shout out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh A B for taking that pep talk wisely. But that that's a huge thing I take away. That that play, I know we're talking about turning points. That play itself could be the turn. No, the Celtics aren't gonna fold in another fourth quarter lead. Uh, my second takeaway was I think obviously we know Isaiah Thomas has been playing otherworldly later. Uh but Jay Crowder, to me, had a big game on Christmas Day and has probably been, since he's been back from injury, him and Avery Bradley have been the stabilizing forces of this team. And you can't give enough praise to Jay Crowder recently. I mean, he's been averaging double digits, minus that Thunder game that he had an awful game. I wanted to see how he would bounce back, and I think he did. I think he bounced back very well. Mm. So 
those are the two biggest trade commodities and and certain you know trades that you're thinking about for the Celtics. So not only does it help them in that aspect, but it also helps like if they do keep these guys, they're playing at a great level right now. They're playing at at a level that I think is is going to defensively make you make make this starting five, which I think we've talked about the starting five. It's going to it's going to put them over the top if they can continue to play this way that they've been playing for the past, truthfully, what, about a month or so? Hmm. It's been about a month of consistent play from yeah. these two, which is, you know. And the schedule hasn't done them any favors. And, exactly. And I don't mean, you know, talking about the, the level of competition, but just the how many games they've been playing, you know, night in and night out, very little breaks, a lot of traveling, going back and forth between home and the road. No, the schedule's boned them over all year. Yeah, up to this point. <laughs> especially played, this month. Right, they played more games on the road than at home. Right, no That's one. It, yes, and I, Grandy obviously was saying something like they have like seven more home games than the last than the next team on the list after the new year. Oh wow, which is like you can obviously tell they've been they've been traveling all all mm-hmm. over the place, which. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to look at the record, they've made a comeback this month, but obviously in what is it, eighteen and thirteen? Yes, yes, yeah, correct. No, I thought you were saying. No. I thought you were talking about like record. I think you're on the road. And stuff yeah, like that. right. No, 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 no. no. no eighteen and thirteen overall. Yes, I, I thought you were saying third like place, eighteen third, out of thirteen. Or so, I don't know. But third, yeah, third place in the East. Third place in the East. And yes. you've played uh, like a game, the toughest game schedule. And a half. Yeah, the toughest schedule. In the NBA, in my, I mean, maybe it's not the toughest schedule record-wise, but travel-wise, looking at it, the mm-hmm. toughest schedule you've played in a, in a while, well, and you're at that point. I think the, looking at the new year, we're set up perfectly. Well, the Christmas Day game was actually their fifth game in seven seven nights. Right. So that should tell you a little bit of how December has gone. Fifth game in seven nights, and what, you go five and two? No. That's days. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I even try with stats, bro? Four and one, four and one. Math. Four and one. They went. Gotta love math. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go four and one, but this this game I'm in such pa- an idiot. This game in particular <laughs> sticks out to me the most because you see guys you see you see six guys. I'm looking at the statue right now, you see six guys scoring in double digits. And that was something that we saw so often last year, yeah. but we didn't see that this year. That's We're not my, seeing that. That's my takeaway. Right. Six guys in, in, in double from, figures. From from Christmas Day and just the week in general. That that's where that's that's when the Celtics are dangerous when you have more than just Isaiah Thomas going off. Right. right. When you have four or five other guys in double and double digits in scoring, and look at someone like Amir Johnson who on, on Friday night, I know I granted it was a loss, seventeen mm. points, six assists and his best six game of the rebounds. season. Best like, game of the season. I mean, what more could you ask out of the guy? He's right. Doing it all around and other players getting involved as well. So if the Celtics can continue to cohesively put these wins together, then I think the Celtics uh, I hate using this term because we've used it so many times. Maybe they've turned the corner. All right. In terms of well, I mean, let, of, of, of holding on to that third seed. Let's be honest too, and I don't know if this is a thing. I know in hockey, I mean, that Memphis game was huge. That's that was, that was, that, that's probably their best win of the season. Yeah, first oh, win think, against I think so against a six hundred team. Not only that, but the best defensive team in the NBA. If you're looking that, at stats, yeah, that coming right. back from seventeen down, right? Like, well, yeah, that was that was like a, a quintessential Brad Stevens Celtics game. Yeah, that's what you we saw a lot of last season. Gritty yes. overtime, you know, really claw their way back into that game and, Which, and took it. Let's be honest. I mean, the Gr- Grizzlies play into that style, though, right? I mean, that's yeah. something. But, um, but they were just hitting shots, and you just was just like, wow, this is this is like not going to happen for the Celtics. But they held, they they held it they held it together. So two yeah. things. I want to I want to compound on your points. 
the double digit when players are scoring in double digits. I mentioned Jay Crowder earlier. He hit like three threes in a row or something like that. Like uh, yeah, against the Knicks, on, yeah. mm-hmm. against the Knicks, right? Yeah. And then you have it, it. Sort of seems like they're able to find the hot hand when it when they need to. You you know what I'm saying? And that's why I think if we're able to to look at all these players getting into double figures. I mean, Kelly Olynyk had a great game on Christmas as well. At least it, at least it starts with the defense, though. How many like key defensive plays against the Knicks where you can say? That's the main reason that they beat the Knicks, right? Well, that, if we're talking well, about defense, then that starts with Jay Crowder because yeah. I feel like he was rad- he he had Carmelo Anthony take a lot of tough shots, yeah, yeah. and he forced him to settle for threes. I mean, Anthony went two for seven from deep, nine for twenty four overall. Yeah, like yeah, he, he scored twenty two. What twenty two? Well, he scored. Yeah, he scored. He finished 29. with twenty nine. Twenty nine. But it took him 24 shots to get there. First time he doesn't finish with 30 on Christmas Day, by the way. Oh. Right. right. He was one point shy. But, like, yeah, he, he it took him 24 shots to get there. And if you take away those, what was that, that five-point play that he put together at the end of that fourth quarter, I mean, he would only finish with 24 points and, you, and with a terrible shooting percentage. And you know what? That last play that I mentioned with Bradley, I mean, you see the value in having multiple defenders on the floor. Mm-hmm. Crowder was able to ruin his day all day. And then it was Bradley's turn. And, and then, then all yeah. of a sudden they get a switch and Bradley's on him. And it's like you don't miss a beat. You don't miss a beat, and that's that is huge. That is huge for the Celtics to have all those defenders out there. And we 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 always mention, you know, when are we going to get these playmakers coming in? When are we going to get these offensive game, you know, game changers? Mm-hmm. Hey, if you have multiple defenders on the floor that can defend multiple positions, Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley. I mean, you basically have Al if, Horford. We didn't talk about Al, Al Horford. Horford. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Marcus but, Smart had a great game too. Yeah, Marcus Smart had a great game yeah. yesterday. He really anchored the bench as the bench uh, combined for 41 points. I mean, I've always said that, and I still believe that this team has the potential to have one of the deeper benches in the Eastern Conference. And Friday night, or excuse me, Sunday night, really exemplified that. Christmas, which started with uh, or Christmas Day, I should say. Yes, <laughs> you can just say it. <laughs> Sunday night, <laughs> Christmas slash Hanukkah. Let's be. Come on. Okay, my bad, Sean. But to get back to my point, Marcus Smart, 15 points, seven assists. I mean, that's the Marcus Smart that you need every single night. You're not going to get it every night, but when he does perform that way, the Celtics no. are very difficult to beat when the bench is scoring at this level. Kelly Olenek led the bench with 16 points. Uh, he had a couple of threes, of course. Gerald Green, I mean, Jalen Brown just didn't have it. He was very timid, and I love the fact that Brad Stevens picked up on that quickly. He only played six minutes. He inserts Gerald Green, and Gerald Green scores instantly. Finished with eight points. Uh, four rebounds. I feel like he gave them a couple of big offensive possessions too because he was able to grab the offensive board. Say it, Sean. Say it. And Sean Dutra was not feeling it because he hates Joe <laughs> no, Green. No, no, right? no, no. He, you he hate was, Gerald. No, he was feeling it. What did you call it yesterday? <laughs> I, what did you call I, it? I Christmas called day? it a Christmas miracle. <laughs> is that what it is, Sean? A Christmas miracle? But what I, did I say before the season when you I said, tweeted, why did something oh, yeah. sign I Joe Green? What did I say, Sean? Do you remember what I said? I guess this. So, so what did I say when they signed okay, Joe Green? When you asked me why they signed Joe Green? Okay, because you have no faith in Danny Ainge's. Drafting Jalen Brown as no, the number three overall. No, that's not that's not what he said. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that why they is that why they got him though? It was an insurance policy, okay? And yes, before you start screaming out he's the number three pick overall, I understand that. But we all know that Jalen Brown's gonna take some time. That's why you didn't like the pick, right? Look, we're not we're not saying that Gerald Green won the game for the Celtics. No, right. I'm but, saying but he when, at that moment they were playing like crap. And they needed some energy. And they needed, I, some, they needed I, some energy off the bench. I credit Brad Stevens for that because apparently Gerald Green was amped up all morning, like Christmas, uh, that, Christmas, Christmas Day, Day he was pro- he was amped up like. I'm surprised he didn't have what, like some special braids. It's and fine. Said, it's like, fine. And you know what? If if this is why you got Gerald Green, I'm okay with it. 
because he hasn't played in a while. If you want to bring him out off the bench, that's all he's spot, there for. Start, fine, yeah. fine, that's all he's fine, there for. fine. But you know who also could do that if he was a great NBA, uh, uh, great prospect in the NBA? James would be Jalen Brown. Well, he oh, has Jaylen done that Brown. though. He has done that. He didn't do it. Yes. No, he didn't. No, you're right. He didn't do it on Christmas Day. But then again, he has been playing sporadically, and, and Brad Stevens is, all I'm, uh, all I'm, you know, minutes, All I'm saying, wise. though, is if you were able to get, if you didn't draft Jalen Brown and you got whatever, whoever else, and you didn't have to get, yeah, I'm, one of those two roster positions could be used for a defensive big man right now, or, I mean, get rid of Tyler, whatever. You could, or, you could, or you could fit, yeah, I'm just saying there's hey, a lot hey, of holes hey, that you could get. You not today. You can't give, you can't you crap can't, on Olenek today after what he did. You know well, what? He, he didn't I play did, well against OKC. Let me ask you something. You know how they have the man bun versus the flow stats out there? Yeah. I think he's got two different types of man buns because sometimes it just looks tighter and I just know he's going to be on that day. <laughs> Are we really talking about this right now? About his man bun? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a real thing. I know it's a real thing. He, he plays better when he when he got the bun going. Well, yeah, he's always he she. I mean, he should. Let's be honest. I don't know why he doesn't always use the bun now. Kelly Olynyk is the type of player that he when he does well, and you ask him afterwards, oh, you know, why did you do so well? He has no idea why he did so he's well. He's like, well, uh, <laughs> still trying to figure that out. Why don't you come back uh, next year, watch some game tape? Haven't reviewed the tape yet. They'll ask him, so what's your favorite go-to move? And he'll just sit there and go, uh, I do this thing where I shoot. I, I do this thing where I grab the basketball and I dribble and then I shoot. Works every time. Well, sometimes. But my hair, though? He's <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons why Sabonis Jr. went off yeah. at his career high, his career high night on, on, on Friday. Against the Celtics. But but going back to see if it was a turning point. Yeah, I think it was a turning point. I, I mean, think Christmas so. Day, you nationally televised. Well, let's hope so. Everyone's amped up for it. Isaiah's rocking that red headband, which I loved. A little red and green action. Yeah, I saw what he was doing. That was nice. Yeah, I got it. The Christmas colors, right? Nice. Is that why he wore it? Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, that's why. Right? Probably. Okay. Probably. Looked good, though. It looked great. It reminded me when uh, Paul Pierce did it on Christmas. I think it was the year they went to Orlando. Yeah, well, yeah. guess why Why would you? Why are you saying that sarcastically? We haven't been on Christmas in a long time. Well, because obviously he didn't wear red because it was part of the uh, team colors. So, yeah, he did it for Christmas. I know. I, was I, just, like, I, like, the, I like their jerseys overall. I, it, I like their jerseys overall. Were, <laughs> me too. Were, the jerseys good. are sick. I actually thought about it. I was like, I really like these jerseys, but you can't wear that not on Christmas, though. Yeah, that's true. I like well, how they said Boston how, and they didn't say Celtics. That's how they were like advertised. If, if, I know. If the NBA was like, "Oh, these are the Celtics' new jerseys," everyone would be like, "Oh, those are those are some nice jerseys." Well, I think they'd be weird if they were their regular jerseys. Another alternative? I don't know. Another? Yeah, no, yeah. no, they're holiday. I feel, better, I feel that better than the great ones. They got snowflakes on them. Oh, they, oh, yeah, not that. Yeah, somewhere I'm sure. Well, the schedule definitely gets a little tougher. We'll get into that in one second with Sean's segment of uh, looking ahead. But first things first, guys, before we get into that, I have to remind you once again that this episode is brought to you by Blue Apron, whose mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com causeway. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. These are delicious home-cooked meals delivered for free. All you have to do is head to blueapron.com slash causeway. That's blueapron.com slash causeway. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. 
Dude, you got that schedule up? Nah, man. I, I got. I got. I got. I got a little you, bit you're of ready holiday yet? spirit here. Coming okay. On, all right. All right. Before what's up? Before we do this. All right. What's up? What's up? What's good? I talked about this before the show. You better have written one down. A Celtics. I didn't. I didn't. No. New Year's resolution. Oh, that's Happy right. New Year, that's everybody. right. That's right. That's right. Before okay, we do okay, this, okay. we're looking ahead. Yeah. yeah. Last show. This last show. Last show of, of the calendar year. That's right. Okay. This is yeah, extremely yeah. looking ahead. This is a long-term plan. I want a high-level overview. 2017 as a Celtics fan. For you, what are you going to do? What are you going to change? What are you going to change in 2017? Or what do the Celtics need to change in 2017? I thought you wanted, this, you wanted like a, a prediction. Or you want All right. saying a personal I'll, I'll resolution? I'll give you mine. I'll give okay, you what's mine. yours? In 2017, I'm going to try to give Jalen Brown a chance. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm You're going to try. Not, not give him a chance, but he's going to try. I'm going to try. I, I thought you were trying this entire year. You no, weren't? You were just against him the whole time? Trying. I wasn't trying. But I, I think, and the Celtics should try to... I don't know. This is the this is the part of the schedule. You've gotten this part far in the year. There's going to be a little bit of a lull between January and and March where you're, you know, there's a, there's going to be a lull. There's a lull. It's a long season. Right now is where you get him minutes. Now is when you get him in the game. You give him some run. You deal with some of his mistakes. Don't let him change the game because the other night when he was out there and he had those two missed alley oops from Terry Rozier. Yes. Get out of the game at that point, Jesus! He couldn't do anything right. There was like a five minutes. So right, hold on, hold on, hold you, on. You want him? You want him to take himself out? Is that what you're saying? I, he should just be like, "Yo, coach, I don't got it." But okay, no, I'm trying to change. <laughs> it's not like soccer where he's like he's signaling, "Hey, coach, I, I'm you know, please." I'm trying to change my ways. Sub it up. I'm give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. Not that I'm gonna like him. Not that I'm gonna root for him. I, I, I root for him. <laughs> I'm torn. I don't know. I just know that. The Celtics need to give him a little more run because he's number three overall pick. And I will give Danny this. I will admit to some of my mistakes. Chris Dunn hasn't looked that great this year. Brandon Ingram hasn't even looked that great this year. No, but who's the guy that you were drooling over? Chris Dunn? No. Well, yeah, you after the Oh, fact. Jamal Murray? Jamal Murray. Yeah, how's he doing this year? He had a couple sparks. <laughs> a couple sparks? I think Jalen Brown's having a better season than Jamal Murray. Nobody has had a good rookie season except Joel Embiid. Which is and he's not even a rookie. Not even a rookie. Well, no. What about uh, what about the shooter, Buddy Hield? He had a couple. Uh, he had a couple weeks where he was. I was never it. big on Buddy. I mean, Dragon Bender hasn't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like their Tyler Zeller over there. In yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say, all right, Danny. Maybe this draft class just sucked. I mean, we haven't seen Ben Simmons yet at all, but. No, I mean, no one has made. Who's the rookie of the year? I mean, this that's year? not a that's not Other a pro, that's not a profound conclusion. But I think you you're onto something there because you look at what Brandon Ingram is doing. Is he that special right now? I mean, no. is he someone that if he was on the Celtics team, would he wow you with his performances? I mean, he's not even doing that in L. A. So you put him on a team that's competitive. Oh yeah. You know, do you get the same outcome? You probably do. If not, probably less than what he's been doing so far with the, with the Lakers. All, all I know is Maybe that this class just wasn't all that good, and Jalen Brown is probably one of the just, better players down just, the road. No, he's just in that. No, group. come on, man. Yo, the resolution starts now. He's just in that. group. He, he's not in that group. It's not 2017 I know, yet. Right? Sean's like, I still got another week. <laughs> <laughs> he's and got I, the highest ceiling. I have the right to change my resolution before 2017. Can we say he much. has the highest ceiling out of those guys? Um, that ceiling's high. Man. Look you, up. You're, so you're including Ben. You're, you're not including Ben Simmons because we're not including Simmons because we haven't seen him. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We don't know when he's returning. Um, yeah. No, I would still say. From what I've seen from Ben Simmons, I think it's fair to say that he's probably going to have a better career than Jalen Brown. So without excluding Ben Simmons, let's just. No, why do you get it? Why do you get it compound? Why do you get it like? Why do you get it? Make my resolution a little more complicated than it needs to be. 
I'm saying I am going to be open to give Jalen Brown a chance. You will try. Okay, I will try. try. That's all I can ask I'll for. be open to the idea. All right, can I say mine? Yes. I got it now. Okay. You going to stop hitting the mic? And My New Year's resolution. <laughs> that was Sean. That should be. No, that, that wasn't was me. That was you. That was you. I literally didn't move. That was you. You just moved Yo. right now. You, you, you laid back. That was your leg. 2017. No, nah, I, can't, I can't promise you that, Joel, because that shit happens. <laughs> That shit happens, man. I talk with my hands. I'm like a. I got you. I got you. I I'm like I'm like an Italian. I will not I hit the mic anymore. <laughs> See, that was that was definitely you. Okay. Oh, Jesus, it's like the fucking saw in here, dude. Yeah, because you whacked it, man. That was like it wasn't even by accident. You did it on purpose. John, stop whacking it, please. My bad. Always whacking it. Boy. All right. That was me. <laughs> All right. Here's my New Year's resolution. I will not go onto the ESPN trade machine. I don't care if it's the day before the deadline. I don't care if I hear one of the craziest, better rumors that we've heard throughout oh, this last mind, three years. Dude. I didn't realize that not was going I didn't realize that was a big problem for you, Sway. So Huge problem. Are you really? kidding me? I didn't know. Especially last year, especially over the summertime. <laughs> what? Am I the, am I the only one here? No, Sway sits hey, in the corner. The first thing, the first thing to, I know, right? I need the, to get on the machine. The first step to admitting you have a problem. Is I mean, well, really, to fixing you have a problem is, is you admitting you have one. Problem. You know how okay, hard this cool. is gonna be a week before the deadline? Oh my goodness. Oh well. Okay. I'm going to say that there's nobody that's going to stop you from going on the trade machine. I'll be honest. If I do it, I'll tell you guys. All right. You better tell. I'll tell you guys. I'm sure you're going to do it right after when the those show, Jimmy, when, when those Jimmy Butler rumors are out there, <laughs> oh, man, I was every other day I was on the oh, trade machine. So I'm not going to do addict, it. Bro. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if this is a, a resolution because I, I don't think I really do this, but I'm just – Why I don't can't have any, you ever – I don't just know. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. All right. All I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is. Listen. All I'm going to say is. Just partake. I, <laughs> just pick I'm something. Not, I'm not going to expect Danny Age to make a big trade this 2017. I don't think you've. E- oh, right. Yeah. You've right. never. Yeah. That's not even. You've that, always that's been. What the, you, that's what you do all the time. No. Your New, Year, New Year's resolution. What, to, is to expect a big trade? Is to expect a big trade. You have to do something different. No. That's like me saying like, I will drink beer in 2017. <laughs> I will drink. <laughs> or I'm going to hope for a uh, trade for DeMarcus Cousins. That's like if Sean yes, said that. That would be mine. That would be mine. I will. No, I don't. I don't. Then I don't. Then I, don't I don't got one. I yet. will expound on every DeMarcus Cousins. No, because rumor. I thought. I thought. I, mis- I <laughs> misunderstood. Make it bigger than it I misunderstood is. Your, your resolution pick. I thought you were saying what I want the Celtics to do, not what I was going to do. I'm going to guess you've never made a New Year's resolution before. I have. Just, you know. <laughs> Never not out loud. Not something related. related. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I don't have control over the Celtics, unfortunately. Yeah. You get control over your own life, though, Joel. That's I do. I thing. do. You're right. That's the main thing. Thank God for yes. that. All right. So let's look ahead. <laughs> it's time for Sean Dutra's When You Look Ahead. So Celtics had their biggest win against the Grizzlies last Tuesday. Yep. Come back and play them this Tuesday. What do you know? It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, another sorry, one? Another one. So many miracles. But uh, you know, the Grizzlies come into Boston looking for a little revenge on Tuesday night. That's going to be a big game. The I, Grizz. I think I just like watching the Grizzlies and the Celtics play. It's always entertaining. Yeah, it is. Always entertaining is. for the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The last couple of years, like those games go down to the wire. Every yeah. time. Last pretty, year, same, the, the good, same yeah. kind of game we saw last week was uh, the same thing we saw a yeah. year ago. In Memphis. I think those two teams, sort of, well. they sort of mirror each other. Like, one's the Western Conference version of the Celtics, and we're mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference version of the Grizzlies. It sort of seems mm-hmm. like the same type of thing. Um, and then, obviously, everyone's got this circled on their calendars. The Celtics then travel to Cleveland 
little TNT action Thursday night, bum, 8 o'clock. Celtics versus the We know the theme song, bro. Yo, why doesn't Cleveland come to come to Boston, man? They went to Cleveland already. Because LeBron says so. Nah, man, I don't care. We got to go to Cleveland. We got to beat them in Cleveland, man. We got to beat the Cavs in Cleveland. Yeah, I guess. The Celtics need to beat the Cavs in Cleveland. I just don't like the guy who made the schedule. I know. Me neither, man. I've been all over the place. But the schedule gets a lot better. It gets a lot better. Then, for some reason, for the seventh time this year, we're playing the Miami Heat. (laughs) The Celtics play the Miami Heat at home. I don't why why have the Celtics played the Heat eighty like times four this year? times <laughs> in two months? Yeah, it's been it's been like three weeks. We played them seven times. Like, the, are they putting exhibition games just in the middle of the season just to make us play them more? I don't get it. Why is this happening every week? Ever since I started this segment, I've said that the Celtics are going to play the Heat. It's a conspiracy theory, man. I'm telling Jesus, you, the NBA wants the Celtics to play against these bad teams more so. Than the good teams. The good teams are spread out. They're yeah. Not like, you know. But I will say this. There. I will say this. 2017 must be happening this weekend because the schedule then takes a little bit of a change. So they've got the weekend off. You play Friday night against the Heat. Oh, that's good. They got to sneak one more back to back in there for 2016. Thursday. And it's then only Friday. three games this week. That's good. Since they played five last yes, week. Yes, yes. And then so so they get the weekend off, which is nice. Which is which is very nice. So the Celtics. Take on the Heat on on Friday night, and then look into a. Oh, looks like they're gonna have a couple of days off. They're gonna have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, which Good. is nice. A little bit of a a resting period to end that crazy schedule they've had for the past two months. All yeah, right, predictions. Since the season started. Since the season started, yeah. <laughs> predictions. What do you guys got? All right, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little torn. I'm gonna say three and zero. No, uh, three and zero. <laughs> definitely three and zero. No, but really, that should have been your prediction. Stop saying it's something going defeated every single week. Listen, once I hit, once I hit it, I will stop. Yeah, I'm gonna, I hit it. According to you, the Celtics right now should only have like one loss. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Ducha route. Three and zero. Oh, so you say we beat the Cavs? Beat the Cavs. The Cavs are really high right now. They beat the Warriors in what was probably one of the better games of the season. And they're they're feeling themselves right now. They're gonna they're gonna get hit with the Celtics at home. And I say they steal one. Steal one in Cleveland. And yeah. it'll be the biggest win of the year for the Celtics. I'd say they're going go out on a limb. Oh, and three. Whoa. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Sean, whoa. two and one. All right. What about the Cleveland game? That's a big one. That's why I said. I two think that's one. the one. You lose the Cleveland. Yes. Mm. I say that Memphis game at home is going to be tough. That you know is going to be tough. You know why I say that? And maybe this should be my resolution. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're always going to lose against one of the top teams in the league because that's the way it's been going. Right. Um. Because they play these teams so far in between that when they go on a little good good run, well, and then they lose on national TV to a team like the Cavs, then everyone's mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, maybe the teams are not that good." You know, I don't know. I just, I, I'm hoping that they 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 take care of Cleveland. Let's well, be honest. There's not too many good teams in the NBA, right? That's yeah, why they're so the, few and far between. That's the thing. You though, get up for these big games, but I mean, if you're losing. You know, two games to the Spurs. But like, but like, if the Celtics two were playing, games to the Thunder, Thunder are pretty good. <laughs> if the Celtics were constantly playing like Toronto mm-hmm. or the Spurs, well, they did play the Spurs twice already. Yeah, 
they played you OKC mean, twice already. So basically anybody but the Heat. The reason why we yes, haven't played a you. very maybe, balanced schedule yeah, is because we played is. the yeah. Heat. Stop playing the Heat. A thousand times. Stop playing the Heat. Stop playing. Who else? I'm okay when they play the Heat. We win against the Heat. The reason I like the Celtics in that in that game is because if you look at the last time they they saw the Cavs, I mean, they put together a huge second half run, and I think if you have Jay Crowder in that lineup, or if you had you know Al Horford, both of those guys in, I think it would have really went down to the wire. So then you know this team is at full strength; they have the momentum going into that to that game. Mm-hmm. If they can knock off Memphis, I think they'll be really high, really you know feeling themselves going into Cleveland, and they could steal one. I really do. What's I their, really believe what's that. Their record when the when the the starting five is healthy, twelve and four. That's a good record. This year, 12-4, and four, yeah. Wow. That's a good record. That's a great record. You know? If they can have the starting five healthy, I like I've said, I mean, there's still a hole in the starting five, which is the five spot, but... Maybe, maybe the Celtics need to have, like, more, like, West Coast road games, like, because hey, I feel like that's a, that's why, that's how they, they, all, they, like, match themselves up against... All, all I want to say is the Celtics are lining themselves up good for the second half of the season. You've suffered some injuries. You've had a tough schedule. Adversity. They face a lot of adversity. You're now able to come back full, you know, God forbid there's another injury, right? But you're able to, that's Joel. Yeah. You're able to come back good, full full strength, start the new year, new year off. Your schedule gets easier. You have a lot more home games, a lot less travel. I mean, the two seed is there for the taking. The two, it's not, we're only a couple the games behind. The two seed behind, now, huh? We're only a couple games behind Toronto. Well, it's funny because before they went on their their little their losing streak uh, a couple of weeks ago, they were like a game and a half behind Toronto, and mm-hmm. then they lost against Toronto, and then they kind of went on that little skid. Well, yeah, they started a three game losing streak. Yeah. but then Isaiah, and then wasn't Isaiah went down. No, Isaiah's not playing, I man. You. you you can't expect you. okay the, the the toughest three game stretch probably of their schedule so far. They didn't have Isaiah, mm-hmm. but we well, went against Toronto, OKC, and San Antonio, and you almost stole one against Toronto. Yeah, yeah. which is impressive without Isaiah. But I think. We've discussed this many times that this team is deep enough that they don't have to rely solely on Isaiah. Which they're deep enough. They're deep enough to beat middle of the road and bad teams without their full complement of players. But if you take away Isaiah Thomas or Al Horford from this team and you put them up against an elite team in the NBA, they got no chance. Yeah, they got no chance. If you put them up against a top five team in the NBA without their without Isaiah Thomas. They have no chance. And the biggest matchup in that game against the Cavs is going to be him versus Irving. Because yeah. I mean, Kyrie's de- playing de- on def- another level. Yeah, he's playing on another level. And defensively, I mean, let's face it, Isaiah Thomas is going to have a tough time against Irving. No, but if he's put, able to respond. You put Bradley on Irving. Yeah, that's true. And now that they're missing yeah, uh, they're won't. missing JR. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you put him on Irving. Yeah, you put him on Irving and then you let Isaiah do his thing on the offensive end. But it's going to be very important for Isaiah to do his thing because if not – you're now asking other guys to step up, which of course we've seen before. But I don't know against the Cavs, mm-hmm. you really need Isaiah to, to be at, to be at his top. Before we go on, does the Celtics match up a little bit better than most teams against the Cavs? I think they do. Yeah. Strangely enough, it's not like yeah. we had any good success about against the Cavs. But for some reason, I don't look at the Cavs and say like, oh, we have no way to stop this mm-hmm. player. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You got you got Jay Crowder on the wing. You have Jay Crowder on the wing, which they who they didn't have last game, and they were still in that game. Yep. You now have Al Horford try to take care of. Lo- I mean, just the the positions we are de- we defend well against. Probably the reason why Danny's put this team together this way. But we'll see. We need a little bit of success to back that claim up, though. And that's Sean Dutra's. When you look ahead. All right, let's wrap things up the way we do every single episode. With in case you missed it, Joel, what did we miss? In case you missed it.
That sax, though. That sexy sax. Mm. Of course, 2016 strikes again right before that officially ends. Just when you think it was over. It's like, nah, I got one more death for you guys right before the uh, new year. Ah, George, George Michaels, man. Passed away at age 53. I didn't even think he was that young, to be honest with you. I didn't either. Yeah, 53, 53, really? That's young. Yeah, that's yeah. young. Poor guy, man. So how old was he when he stopped being relevant? Oh, he's always been relevant. What you talking about, Sway? <laughs> you know what I mean. Come on. <laughs> what was he, like, Why 27? Why 2016 just, just doing this? I don't know, bro. There's a couple more days left, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to find out who no else. No one is safe. No one is. You guys want to guess? No. Who's man. next? Okay. I don't, I don't have a guess. Are we, we doing guess? this? No, I don't, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Here you go. <laughs> I'll get it for you before the end of the case. Is this me? I'm gonna is think this, about it. This is bad. I'm gonna think about it. This is bad. We shouldn't be doing this. It's called a death pool. No, man. Can't you never that. done it? No, I've never done that. <laughs> No. You do it I, have a drill, yeah. I have a conscience. Drill so against this. I have, I have a conscience. All right. I'm just going to say random celebrity before the end of this podcast. Oh, my God. That's it. I think I have, I think I have an idea who you, you who you would say. It's All not right. the one you're thinking of. All right. I got one. This oh, is, my this God. Is, you're really doing this. This is a little predictable, too. I mean, not predictable, but it's like, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if this happened. Who? Betty White. Oh, Yo, man. Don't even go there, bro. Oh, come on, guys. What? You guys don't want to say somebody, and then I say someone, you guys will give me a hard time? Come on. She'll be all right. She's got a lifeline, bro. Does she? <laughs> she's a so? spokeswoman. Oh, that's right. She is. She'll be all right. She'll get help immediately. <laughs> I think we lose Betty White. That's don't my prediction. So nobody else going to predict? Oh, come no. on. No, cut this out, Joel. Don't, no. don't make me the only one. Don't make me the, uh, no, the Grim Reaper over here. Sean will. Well, he will. He'll pretty make a prediction. Come on, man. George Michael is responsible for the sexy sax. Like, if you've ever seen the sexy sax on YouTube, please Google that. All right, I got you. So rest in peace to George Michael. Yeah. I got you. In case you missed it. I like how you put that first because usually you leave the the, the sad news for last. Yeah, let's get the sad news Because I had to to switch up the beat. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only reason, huh? Uh, Yeah, okay. All right. right. Fair enough. In case you missed it, we were just talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day, they uh, mm-hmm. beat the Warriors, uh, 109-108, and um, down to the wire game. It was a great game, even when the Warriors were up, you know, by double digits. Mm-hmm. Celtics, obviously, they play against the Cavs this week, but uh, without J.R. Smith, because J.R. Smith is out for 12 weeks with a uh, broken thumb. Any updates on, uh, oh, wow, his name slipping my mind right now, the guy who started for him? Because he uh, looked like he tweaked his ankle. But... Oh, no, no updates on that. I think it's the, he's day-to-day. He's day-to-day? Okay. Yeah, he's day-to-day. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I don't, the, I don't have his name rookie. in front of me right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, they're really uh, wearing thin on that shooting guard position, huh? Yeah. yeah, especially since it took so long to sign him, and now he's out for yeah. a good chunk of the season. Yeah. <laughs> maybe your boy Ray Ray should have gone to Cleveland after. Mm. Maybe he'll still will. No, well, maybe maybe mm. Richard Jefferson will will start now because apparently he's 26 again. Yeah, <laughs> that dunk on Thompson. Two dunks. I two I, dunks. I, no, but the one that stood out the most that Clay Thompson one. Oh. Clay, Clay, Clay. Yeah. No, I think the Kevin Durant one when he when he gave him the wink in the game again, he got teed up for that one. Oh yeah, that was good. That was good too. But like the yeah, the, no, the, yeah, the, the Clay, Clay one was, was like good. right in his mouth. Like that was <laughs> that didn't was, taste good. It was in his throat. Yeah, Christmas little Christmas throat. Day gift. Yeah, that that uh, I love when I see Richard Jefferson playing well because I just go back to that Richard Jefferson cookie picture every time. I bring it up every time. I showed mad people yesterday when he dunked on him. It was like, yo, check out this cookie. I mean, the dunks. <laughs> the dunks <laughs> I showed mad people yesterday. Yeah, the dunks, the dunks were fantastic. Even well, when he got teed, it was fantastic because I've never, ever been a fan of Richard Jefferson since his New Jersey days. Really? That's right. New Jersey Nets. Not really? The Nets, New Jersey Nets. 
Hmm. For obvious reasons. Right. In case you missed it. Uh-oh. George Carl. What do you do? Did you hear about this? George Carl is set to release a book. It's titled <laughs> Furious George. Jeez. And the New York Post, because the New York Post is such a, you know, they're not. They're so kind to everybody they write about. They got an advanced copy of Furious George. And apparently in the book, uh, George Carl took a series of uh, what seems like personal shots to me, at least, at Carmelo Anthony. Mm. He coached for six years in Denver from uh, 2005-2011. He called Melo a user, uh, not a leader, and he was unwilling to share the spotlight or play defense, among other other things. Yeah, that that we already knew. But uh, Other flattering things. Not he, a leader. Not a leader, though. Hmm. He went as far as saying that J.R. Smith and Kenyon Martin, those three, that he called them, he called them the three O. That they were AAU babies and spoiled brats. Wow. Well, I mean, Carl that's... said that uh, Smith always felt like he was entitled, while stating that Kenya Martin and Carmelo arrived with big burdens because of all the money that they made and because they had no fathers to show them how to be like a man. Wow. Uh, wow. He got personal with yeah. it. That's um. That's basically cementing himself as never coaching in the NBA ever. Thank you. Again. That was gonna be my question at yeah, the end yeah. there. So that's that's that's. I'm glad you you brought that up. Yeah, because if you're writing a book like this, then you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm I'm done with coaching because who's gonna trust you after that? Who's Seriously. gonna who's gonna not want you to be gonna, their coach? Not only am I gonna call out players, but it's, it's but one I'm thing to call out their family right. situation. Right, and get personal with about, it. Yeah, right. want to talk about stuff yeah. on the court, right? Yeah. But to talk about his personal, that's like a personal jab. I've always felt like George Carl was just an asshole, dude. No, he. I always felt like he was an asshole, too, but like he had a method mm. to his assholeness. But mm. this is just way beyond. Yeah. Does you know what I mean? He also, he, also uh, he went as far as uh, bringing up Melo's 2008 DUI, talking about how he was uh, busted for weed in an airport in 2004, the infamous brawl against the Knicks in 06. Oh, that's right. And the, uh, there was an unreported incident of uh, one time that Melo refused to go back into a game against the Pistons. I don't know what year that was. He didn't. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. I think so that was in, uh, what was that, 07, I think it was. it was. It was like the year before he got traded to New York. Basically, his book should be called Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he praised KG for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Uh, KG writes the forward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad that's for Melo. That's why that book is going to sell. No, yeah, it is. Speaking of George Carl, could he fill into the death pool 2016? A couple days left. Oh, wow. Wow, because of this? Nice. Yeah. All right, keep going. All right. It's not my, not my pick. Anthony, not my pick. Anthony obviously was asked to comment, and um, Melo took the high road. He's not going to say anything. He blew it off saying that it's it's irrelevant at this point. Just so, like George Carl. So, oh. I mean, in terms of him coaching ever again, I don't think God. he'll ever coach again. I, and he's probably like, I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't right? want to. It's not like he's Phil Jackson who's won titles and he can get away with this kind of tell-all book like that. Mm. So it's and been, still find a coaching job. Right. Yeah. Like, he's, he's done. He's um, So it's been a little bit in this podcast. We haven't mentioned DeMarcus Cousins. But that's the coach that the Kings brought in to try to tame DeMarcus Cousins. Mm. Or to try to, like... Well, because he's tamed, he's tamed. Get the best out of him. Quote unquote, he's tamed, tamed like, him like on the court. You know, because he's tamed players like Carmelo, like oh, he Gary didn't, Payne. He, he obviously didn't. No, but I'm just that's what <sighs> that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like before asshole. this book. But before this asshole. book, before this book, though. he's pretty much coached George Carl's an top notch talent. That's yes. what that's yeah. all it was. That's George Carl is yeah. an asshole, and that's who the Kings. Everyone in the NBA pretty much knows that. I'm sure. That's who the Kings, as a dysfunctional organization, brought in to coach Demarcus Cousins. No wonder he's getting traded. In case you missed it, Shaq got his uh, number retired 
last week by the Heat. His number mm-hmm. 32 now hangs in the uh, American Airlines Arena. Diesel. The big Diesel. He arrived in uh, Miami back in the summer of 04 after his Lakers lost to the Pistons in the finals, forcing his way out of L.A. You know, because of Phil Jackson saying all the stuff he said that, that year as well. So he did help uh, help the Heat win the title in 2006 before being traded to the Suns halfway through the 2008-2009 uh, season. Pat Riley said right before the uh, ceremony, or that day of the ceremony, that O'Neal's arrival was bigger than LeBron bringing his talents to South Beach in 2010. That's bullshit. What do y'all think? <laughs> False. <laughs> That's not true. I think he's saying that because obviously he's still mad. At LeBron and D-Way for the way they left. You mad, bro? Miami. Clearly. He's yeah. Mad. To, no. quote, to quote Tim Tunis, he's a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a brick. A little bit of a brick. A bit of a brick. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, definitely a brick. And um, when is he ever going to get over the LeBron James? When is he just going to realize, like, LeBron James won you title on mm-hmm. top of title? Yeah. Two titles. Well, four appearances. Right, right. But still, when is he going to give him any type of credit? Well, I think he's giving credit more right now to Shaq because he brought the, the franchise his first title. At the time, he was still in his prime. Right. He was, I don't think no one thought he was going to only be there for three and a half years, technically. He should have been there longer. He probably should have finished his career there. Shaq? Shaq, yeah. Well, he's just trying to show everyone that, look, these titles that you see above you, it's all because of me. And right. it started with Shaq. And, you know, of course, I got you, LeBron. I know we got into it, you know, a few episodes ago about, yeah, you know, LeBron going up there. Eventually, it's going to happen. Whether yeah. it's Phil Jackson that's still running the team it's gonna be or long, not, long it's going to happen. Pat Riley. I mean, I'm sorry, Pat Riley, whether it's Pat Riley running the team or not, it's going to happen eventually. And I think right now he's thinking to himself, okay, I need to get Shaq's number up there before it's going to be too late, you know, so to speak. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. So it's like but when I'm it's just... all said and done, it's going to be Shaq, LeBron, Wade, and the three titles that were all that he's all responsible for. I just don't get it. Like Pat Riley, you did get LeBron to come to Miami to win you those championships. Mm. No one thought like he's always gonna stay in Miami. Right. Why do you have such a grudge? It's like why can't no you one, just accept the fact that like yeah. yo, you pulled it off? Like no you, one blames you for you him leaving. Yanked him from Cleveland yes, when you. no one was predicting that. Well, besides uh, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, who will still remind you to this day that right. he he thought that that was gonna happen before anyone did, but. Uh, other than that, I mean, no one expected that. So why can't you just why can't you just accept it? Yeah. Say when LeBron James retires, he's getting retired. It, what, just whatever. He's the best player. <laughs> it's because he can't get over the fact that he that he left, and he can't get over the fact that uh, he wasn't going to retire a, a member of the Miami Heat. Like in his mind, he was like, "I will bridge the gap from after Dwayne Wade. I will make another team around you, and we're going to keep winning titles." Like well, that's, that's the way he saw yeah. the next ten years after he after he signed LeBron. Well, sorry, that's Pat. what that's what LeBron left because he. Felt like you're going the cheap route and not building around the three of us, mm. and I'm gonna leave because uh, I don't think he went. The he cheap left because he didn't want to. Well, he didn't want to stick around and wait to see what's gonna happen next. Okay, he saw. Oh, no, that uh, too. He saw Dwayne Wade like sort of. Okay, maybe he's got three more years left in him. But after that, can we really still no, win titles? Right, no, I think no the young, whole... there wasn't young talent on the on the Heat. Exactly, and he was, was still none. he was still looking at the San Antonio Spurs as a threat. They kept signing, keep, keep being a threat. This is even before Golden yeah, State. They became kept signing Golden like State. players who were the end of their line. All right. I think right careers. now, right now, Pat Riley's just really salty because he's in a rebuilding stage. He didn't expect him to yeah. be in. A, he didn't expect his team to be in a rebuilding stage because he thought he'd have LeBron all along. Well, Wade at least like last year, you sneak into the playoffs. He thought Wade would take less money. Yeah, he thought. Way would take less money. He's like, no, I deserve more he's money. Like, no, you have, yeah. But he's like, well, now he's we're like, I've been taking stage, pay cuts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And look how much money Chris Bosch got. You know? Right, so, right. Like Dwayne Wade's making 
48. I mean, with the with the Bulls, and they wouldn't go above 40 with the Heat. So I don't think Pat Riley's mad at LeBron James. I just think he thought. I mean, think about that though. Oh, he's mad at LeBron. James. No, I don't think he's mad at LeBron James, but I think he blames LeBron James because LeBron left. So that's being mad at him. Then Chris Bosh got a, had medical problems, and then mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade leaves to go to Chicago. He's like, oh, Jesus. That like, fell apart within that like fell a couple apart. years. With yeah. One year, it was all done. Going yeah. from the most dominant team in the NBA. To fight for a playoffs one. But I don't think yeah. he should be mad at LeBron James. I don't. I don't. In case you missed it. All I'm right. not a prick, though. I didn't say you were. Um, maybe that's why I can't agree with him, because oh. he's a prick. Okay. All right. Duly noted. I saw that I saw that look. In, <laughs> in case you missed it, uh, Jimmy Butler this past <laughs> week, during the second quarter of a home loss to the Wizards, he was taking a, uh, well, he was about to take a technical free throw, but refused to take the shot because they wanted the uh, Christmas music to be turned off. Okay. Here's a clip. Bravo represented well in that stat category. And Jimmy telling him to turn the music off. They kept blaring the music. Jimmy, did you see that? Jimmy throws the ball back to the official, turns around, looks at the score table, and says, hey, turn that off. <laughs> Maybe he didn't like the sound. Maybe he liked the music. Well, did he jay He jayed it. I could, I could tell the witness about it. But it was looking for a rap song. I know. I think what he was saying was they were trying to play <laughs> basketball. And, uh, Looking for a rap song. <laughs> looking for a rap song. Whoa. This is why this Whoa. is in case you missed it. Whoa. Really? Easy. Looking for a rap song? Damn. Because he's Jimmy Butler? Because he's Ooh. black? Like, Ooh. really? I mean, yeah. Well, th- I ain't going there, but. Maybe. <laughs> well, maybe which arena? For- but at the same time, though, which arena plays even rap song with the free throw line? No, they free throw play lines. Music. They you play, don't play anything. When the home team is, has the ball and they're, and they're in their offense, you'll hear music, which I can't stand, by the way. Me neither. Joel and I were in Houston. I, I forgot they <laughs> that do that. And I'm like, stop playing music during the game. I hate that. Celtics I hate arenas have I do that. that classic organ that's like dun 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 right right dun dun that's it dude that's, that's all, all you, you want to hear right or the defense of, uh, I don't uh, yeah defense. I don't exactly. need I don't need to like listen to a beat and be like yo this is Yin Yang Twins dude I love it Cleveland what about uh, Brooklyn what about, what about Atlanta Miami they, oh, like, yeah. they, they organ like all the hip hop songs trap they're currently music, like hip hop songs are all over dude fucking Miami has a DJ who screams into the mic like it's a club during timeouts and Plays music. Houston has a DJ too. It's just he it's, puts it's on just that. not part of the no, game. No, 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 no. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, I hate that. Hot I, new I beat. Nah. I'm really surprised he said that though. <laughs> Is he getting flagged for that? No. No, Wait, no, no. Who? That's what Jimmy Butler? No, no, no. The commentator, oh. obviously, no. It wasn't the fact that he told them that, that Jimmy Butler told them to turn off the music, but it was the fact that the commentator was like, maybe he was looking for some rap music instead. Of, like, he was like, music. maybe he wants to hear some trap music. <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> he probably likes on some, future. Some little John or something. <laughs> what do you Hey, uh, can we get some young thug on? <laughs> hey, you trying to be a gangster, Jimmy Butler? Uh, in case you missed it, the uh, guys on uh, Area 21, you know, KG, had a special guest, Big Baby Davis. I think no longer in the league, by okay. the way. Okay, yep, go ahead. But uh, EJ had to bring up what everybody always thinks of when you think of uh, Big Baby and, and, and KG. The time that KG made Big Baby cry on the Celtics mm, nah, bench. They had to do it, huh? A few years ago. Comes oh. up, and it's always this one. Uh, of you guys as teammates in Boston and KG you're getting on big baby and you're not liking it and so what's the real story on that story I'm 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 gonna clear this up for the world right here so as you see I brought everybody together what you got to know about this Boston team 1 through 15, 1 through 14, whatever it was, all, all of us were super passionate guys Mm -hmm. that's what we all share so right here 
you know, one thing Doc did in uh, Boston, he let the players, and how it should be, police ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we wasn't doing what we supposed to do or playing at a certain level that we knew we, you know, we, we, if we wasn't doing what we supposed to, we got on each other, and it wasn't sometimes humble, it wasn't nice, it, it just came out. And although um, whatever I said came out however it came, my intent and where it was coming <laughs> from was from a good place. Now, uh, now Glenn, can you, can you tell me what he said without using the cuss button? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. Right, give me a second. <laughs> okay, I'm okay, set okay. It up. Easy, I'm Aaron. Set it up. All right. So I said something passionate to hey, get us Kevin, going. let me tell you about and, television. You know, Funk was just frustrated, and he was in a moment to where we all felt he needed a second. So, you know, he went to the end of the bench and, you know, yeah. he cried and had a moment with himself. But <laughs> had a moment with himself. I'm going to roll with a guy who's going to show me his heart and wear his heart on his sleeve and going to play with passion over anything. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the hard work over the skill. Play, hey, so. hey, hey, big baby, you should have just clocked him in the hole. Nah, you know what? I, I, was, I, was just, I was a rookie, and you don't get to play. So when you mess up and, you know, you you about to come out the game. Right. And, so. and we, we're up, and I'm upset because right. my bills need to be paid. I need to, you know, I can't be taking me out of the game. It's, it's, it's chump minutes right now. So. You know, I'm I'm really passionate about, you know, and that's why I played with them because I took every possession serious and you know, I wanted to go out there and de de you know, get deliver for but, the, for the guy. Well, people saw people saw him crying on in the bench and you know, he, he left the huddle. So they all trying so hard not to laugh. What I said upsetting them. <laughs> so I'm undefeated know. in fights. So, don't worry about none of that. It, 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 listen, I, I don't try to fight hey. with Oh, no, here comes the Big Baby got to show his toughness now. I mean, I wouldn't no. fuck with Big Baby. My favorite. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, he did yeah. slam Shaq no, when he was like yeah. 15. So, Ooh. Big Baby, you know, don't mess with Big Baby. No, but my favorite part of that video is when Sam Cassell throws a towel on his face. <laughs> yeah. like, like, yo, cut that shit out, man. You're on fucking like, TV yo, here. You know the cameras are zooming in on you right now. I, can only, I don't even see the feed, but I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Been around for 20 years. If somebody's crying on the bench, you're on TV. And this guy right here in the corner, yeah, he's, he's got his camera right on you. Right on <laughs> Zoomed in. See that guy right there under the basket? Yep. And yeah. KG still didn't say what he what he said to Big Baby. He didn't even clarify. No, he never clarified. He never he did. No. He was just saying, I got on him, and that's all y'all need to know. That's funny. And I made him cry. As soon as I saw him on Area 21, I was like, ah, it's going to come up. I didn't. I, this is the first time I've seen that video, though. I, I didn't see it, so... KG should get everybody that KG's <laughs> next next guest should be Zaza Pachulia. They can oh talk about God. their fight. Nah, yo, he 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 still hates Zaza Pachulia. I hate Zaza Pachulia for no reason now. Well, I do. He's on the Warriors, so fuck them. Yeah, yo, you guys know that Big Baby is a vegan, by the way. That's kind of weird. Just want to throw that out there. Um, he's one of those dudes that says he's a vegetarian at dinners when he goes home. Plows like eighteen like steak cheeseburgers, <laughs> <laughs> sliders. <laughs> Case, the full, the full one. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, eighteen. Brought to you by CLNS Radio. You seen him lately? Make sure you download their mobile app for the best online coverage of Boston sports, Pats, hey. Red Sox, Bruins, and the Celtics. You can also <laughs> listen to the Causeway Street podcast on there as well. That's the CLNS Radio app. And that's it for. In case you missed it. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all at Causeway Street, plus our Facebook page. You can also listen to our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. And big, big, big shout out to all our guests we've had over the past year. Yeah. You know and what I mean? the year show. Big shout out to CLNS Radio for the partnership. Mm -hmm. 
you know, big things are coming in, in 2017 mm. to the uh, Causeway Street restaurant for having us there for during the playoffs for our live broadcast. That's a, that was a first for us. It's been a lot of firsts. We are blessed to have a studio officially. No more, you know, trying to, you know, sign up for studio Hell time yeah. in certain places. Hell yeah. 2017's been, 2016's been a great year. For Causeway Street. Yep. For Causeway Street. Yeah, big strides. Yeah, I agree. So we happy, happy New Year to everyone. Suge Knight. <laughs> We had so many, uh, so many different studios, Shug and why did you shout out Suge Knight? He's gonna, he thinks he's gonna pass away. In, uh, oh, that's who you got. Suge Knight. Suge Knight. Okay, and he's he is in prison or in jail. He, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Probably gonna die. Joel, what's your guess? I still don't want to do this game. See, <laughs> Sean's right. Do you never partake in the fun stuff? That was just fun. Why predicting that someone's gonna pass away? How was that fun? This is life, Joel. All right. I'm all trying to put a bow on this episode. Like, thanks, guys. Oh, by the way. Sean just goes Shug Knight. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just had to think of the most random. So, I mean, you never know. Shout out to uh, Off the Wagon, Zach for you know mm. for yeah doing his thing and yep. we'll get him back on here soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, it's been a great year, man. We made we made huge strides this year. Um, but one thing I want to tease before I forget because I meant it, to do this last week. The Open Field, the Cats Out West. Yeah, shout out to them. I meant to do this last week. Um, we're going to be doing the top twenty five players in the NBA. Uh, all three of us are going to uh, give our, uh, what was it, top from 20 to 25 next week. So every episode. Like every episode, we'll uh, keep going, counting down to the number one player that we think is the best players in the NBA. Yes, I know. We stole this from TNT a bit. But we want to do our own version, and we think it's going to be something that's fun. And we want to, uh, you know, not sound like Charles Barkley and, and show them how it's really done because – Charles Barkley's had some interesting selections, so it kind of motivated me to for us to do our own thing and, and – Debate which players are the, are the top twenty-five. Who is his number in the one? NBA. They're not. They're not Tony there Parker? yet. Tony Parker. They're not there yet. I think they're up to top fifteen. Where was Tony Parker 15? on his list? I don't know. Top ten, probably. I just remember he had Kyrie. No, he yeah, he had Kyrie Irving at twenty-three, and he had Kevin Love at twenty-one, and Kenny lost his mind. <laughs> Kenny lost his mind. He's like, you're saying Kevin Love is the better player than Kyrie Irving. So that was, oh, that was funny. He's like, I thought we were counting up. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll start next week, guys. Of course, uh, follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll continue to give you nothing but the best Celtics content, the best that we can do it right here on Causeway Street. We appreciate all the love. Thank you. In our last episode of 2016. Have a happy, happy, happy new year, everybody. A happy and safe new year. Yes, and happy. If you're not safe, at least be happy. Be happy. Yeah. All right. I like it. Good. That's, That's going to do it. For 2016, <laughs> we up out of here. All right, later, guys. One last time. Peace. See you guys. Bye.